welcome to our podcast, You Can Undo It Too. We are Kate and Monique, two friends who practice true forgiveness in their daily life challenges using the Course in Miracles. We share concrete examples from our life experiences on how to undo the ego mind way of thinking. And when we do, the results are mind-blowing. So join us on our learning journey because you can undo the ego mind too and find peace of mind. Welcome to episode four, The Deadline Story, in which Monique shares a situation where she was stressed and the cause of her pain looked so real to her at the time. Monique, tell us about your recent experience. Yeah, well, that was really stressful. And, you know, I just want to tell you the story. Actually, I'm passionate for permaculture. And for those who don't know what permaculture is, permaculture is a way of applying the pattern of nature in cultivating the soil and using its natural resources in the most respectful and useful way to serve us as well as to serve nature itself. So at the same time, and all benefit. So there's a lot to know, but it's absolutely fascinating to me. So I decided to re register for the think, three months course, but somehow I had missed the invitation and I ended up registering two weeks late. And there was also another thing that I was not aware of that I found out later on, and there was a project that was due at the end. So I thought, I'm not going to mention anything. I just told the instructor, oh, there's a project. And he just said, yeah. So I thought I could catch up with the material, which I did pretty well. But the project, that became the problem. Or I would say the opportunity for forgiveness. Forgiving myself, forgiving, blaming others, and so on and so on. So... When I realized that there was a deadline, it became a focus of stress. And so there was, you know, I was sharing that and then they said, oh, don't worry, there's an app that can help you. It's called Google Earth Pro. I went on it, could not figure out too much with that. So I contacted the the instructor and instructor say, well, this is how you do this and that. Went home, could not replicate what he was saying. And as I was playing with it, I lost the data. Mm. And, and then I had to start wondering, you know, how I'm going to finish everything. So I decided that I will deal with it by myself. You know, that little shame mixed with, I cannot show that I cannot do it, that kind of thing. So I decided I will do it myself, no matter what, no other possibilities, and that's it. 
Yeah. So you, you wanted to be right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Super unhappy, but you were right. Yeah, inside I was unhappy, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you went very quickly, it sounds like, from a state of joy, you know, fascination with permaculture, to a place of suffering in your mind, right? I know. Because you were seeing your situation through the ego mind. And the ego wants you to be right and limited. And you can't really see any other options. It feels so real. Or so, we think it's real, right? It's real. Yeah, it feels real. Yeah. It feels real. Yeah. And once we're in this sort of downward spiral, there's no other options. I can't see any other way. It just gets worse, doesn't it? And it did get worse for you. I know. You know what happened? I end up losing all the data, the little that I had accumulated, losing everything. I was like in despair and a silent panic inside. And I asked for help again at the instructor and I understood what he was explaining, but actually I could not. I could not do it. So this is where I was. Yeah, and we don't we don't have access to our clear minds. So we might be asking for help, but when we're in this, this state of despair and panic, we're not able to think. I mean, did you think about asking him for an extension? Oh, that was not even in my mind. It didn't cross my mind. It was suggested to me indirectly, but I felt that to ask for as an extension, that's what I was saying before, is a sign of weakness, and I didn't want to fail, and I did not even consider that there was a possibility for that extension. So I didn't want to look at possibilities all the way up to January when the due date was December 5th. I couldn't think. I was miserable. All what was in my mind was deadline. So in my mind, what I was thinking is that we were 10 in that group to uh, work on the project. And I thought that everybody was paired already because at the beginning, since I was late for, by two weeks, everybody was supposed to pair with another student and submit a project together. So I imagined that everybody was paired and that, you know, I didn't have any partner, basically, to do the project with. And it did, did it even occur to you, Monique, to discuss this with your classmates or your professor? Well... At the first, of course, I just asked the instructor. I tried to be online and to find out if there is something that's mentioned without me having to ask, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, fear. Yeah, total fear. Is there a deadline? And, and a, lack of, a lot of pride type of thing, you know, pride. I want to make it, you know, there's no reason. So I just end up very casually say, oh, is there a deadline for the project? And then, and of course, the instructor said, well, it's due December 5th. And, you know, but by that time, you know, so spent so many hours on that Google Earth Pro, try to figure out the measurement of my house and, and the roof of the house and the area of the land and all these things <laughs> and how to save it and how to put it in another website. Oh, it was a nightmare. Anyway, so at this point, I had so much pain in my back and pain on the right side of my body developed. I never had that before. Mm. Just 
had difficulty walking and sleeping at night because of that of that pain. So much pain. Oh. <laughs> My. So it was mostly mental, you know, mental suffering, mental pain that was expressed in my tension, you know, in my body. Would it be fair to say that you lost sight of applying the patterns of nature and natural resources in the most respectful and useful way? (laughs) Yes, that was, yeah, I would like, forget it. So it kind of inside, I gave up. I had to find a solution how to deal because it was like the extreme. So I gave up. I just won't get my certification. I will take it as a failure and I'm not good enough for the technology and I am just no good. At that point, I was thinking only about the project and not willing to attend to my feeling. I had no emotional reserve. That's how bad it was. Mm. I had reached the end, feeling kind of depressed and a victim, you know, how we can go there sometimes and cannot be perfect like everybody is thinking, you know. (sighs) Sounds like the ego to me. So how did you how did you get out of this situation, Monique? Tell us. Right. There's one thing that I know. So I did since I was at the end of my rope. I took a moment and I sat down and I decided to meditate and to take a deep breath. And meditation has always been good for me. But of course, I didn't see the result of that asking for help in my meditation right away. So, you know, you get to this point where we're done. We're finished. We think we're finished. And then we actually do look for another way, right? And we decide to let go of our one of our idea of that one, the one and only way. And if that doesn't work, nothing will work. But we release that attachment because we're desperate. Right. So that's, that's, that's exactly what I was, I was going to say. So, so the answer came, but like you said, in a different way that I expected. At this point, I, my son was visiting, so I shared my sadness because it was like a, at this point, it was sadness, uh, not even depression. It was like sad. And then he said something that kind of triggered me. He said, well, mom, you just have to decide, you know, and, and that's it. So this word didn't mean at this point anything to me. I didn't understand. I said, what do you mean? I, I cannot decide. How can I decide? Decide what? To let it go? I cannot let go. I have to finish my project and that's it. And, <laughs> and by myself, that's the only <laughs> choice I have. <laughs> it's true. I just want to say your son is also a student of A Course in Miracles. So when he was saying you have to decide, he was referring to a particular chapter in A Course in Miracles. But yeah, we don't decide by ourselves, do we? We either decide with the ego mind, which you demonstrated beautifully in your in your story, <laughs> <laughs> or we use something else called what we like to call the loving presence. It depends on which one we choose. And we have this power, the power to decide which mind we want, right? Yes, it's amazing that we have that power. Yeah. So dear listeners, this is a really important tool. 
just take a brief moment now and think about a time when you suffered, period. This instant is the point we can use to become the decision maker. Exactly at the place we think we can go no further, where we really think we've reached our limits, where nothing, nothing is working. This is the opportunity to be a decision maker, which means you're deciding whether to use the ego, which leads to suffering, or the loving presence, which leads to peace. Yeah, well said. It's simple. It looks simple, but it's not easy. It just requires someone to do it. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> uh, at this point, I had reached the max, and I wanted out of suffering, and I wanted peace in mind, and I wanted only peace. So I chose that teacher, the loving presence. And, you know, the one that leads you to equanimity. Mm, yes. Now, that's well said, but how did you do that? Yeah, it's it's not only word, you know, can talk about equanimity, but what I did, actually, I stopped. And then I consciously switched my mind. And I started uh, visualizing that I was stepping away from the quote-unquote battlefield, away from my situation. Mm. And that's what I did. And it gave me kind of a, a release in myself. So the next day, my son told me, he has been thinking about me <laughs> reacting like that. So he said, you know, I found a very good chapter on the rules of decision. And it's chapter 30 in The Course in Miracle. And I just right away just said, okay, let me see what they talk because I have nothing to lose at this point. So here are the rules for decision making that can be very useful in life. First rule, today I will make no decision by my, myself. At least I can decide I do not like what I feel now. And I hope I have been wrong. I want another way to look at this. Perhaps there is another way to look at this. What can I lose by asking? So it was like some ideas. And after reading that, I thought, since this course was channeled to somebody by Jesus, I thought, man, that Jesus is so intelligent. He, <laughs> he just can see that there's another way. And I realized, actually, there was a way to get out of this mess. So just knowing that there was a possibility not to suffer anymore really helped me. And that was the shift for me. I realized I can ask for help. And I can choose again. And then so in between, I had a back pain, as you know. So I went to physical therapist. Very open mind lady. And she said to me, she said, you know, I think that when I told her the story and she said, you know, I suggest that you redo your timing of your project. The timing, something is wrong with your timing of the project. I was timing it wrong, she said. <laughs> I was putting it now when it can be done later. <laughs> so 
she was so funny. So she asked if I could find someone to help me with the technology, such as a virtual assistant. I said, oh, I didn't think about that. Or even ask for an extension, as simple as that. (laughs) You know, when we are under stress, it's important to consider that we can't see any of the infinitude of possibilities because our ego limits us. So this is what we're learning, you and I together, was what we mean also by how to undo the ego mind. That's what you can undo it means, is undoing the ego mind. Right, it's definitely a way of thinking. There's only two ways, right? So we even don't think it is the ego. We think only it's a problem. We have a problem. The deadline had passed. I went back to the group for the final day, the day after everybody had submitted the project. And of course, I was laying low because <laughs> because was, you're going to die. <laughs> right. I was, I was sure that everyone had submitted their project already. But I asked casually to another student, I said, well, how, how was your project? You know, how did it go? And she said, well, only two people out of 10 submitted their project. And then the same day, very casually, another student invited me to do the project with her because she had asked for an extension. And the, extra- the instructor had given her the extension and the instructor was right there in front of me. And she said, well, why don't you ask him also for an extension? And I said, sure. And he said, oh, yeah, sure. You can do it together with partner. No problem. Wow. <laughs> you think that, so here it is, like the, this whole new world is now available to you. And I always think this kind of thing should be accompanied by a thunderclap, you know, or a big bolt of lightning. But This really, when you think of it, the sign of that loving presence is subtle and clear and quiet. Things just sort of fall into place. I know. The same day, within five minutes, it's all like everything was like resolved. So when I think about it, I push myself, even though I had the possibility of having a partner, I wanted to do it myself, was not asking for help. Assume that everybody was already paired, that everybody had submitted their project. All was in my mind, totally. And all that it takes to get released is for you to make a decision, for us to make a decision. Once we decide, suffering ends. So why do we suffer? I mean, that's a question, right? Yeah, there's definitely some blockages there, the the pride, the blaming ourselves. We think we deserve it. We think we've done something wrong. We're really quick at feeling guilty when we're not. Right. Yeah, exactly. We are very quick, I mean, at blaming someone else, or in this case, at blaming ourselves. So neither one is right because nobody has done anything wrong. We always have another way and we always have the possibility to stop and choose. And we always try to do our very best at the time we do it. Right. And for you, 
everything was fine anyway. You didn't do anything wrong. You you were late. Your so-called late enrollment was approved by the professor. There was no reason whatsoever for you to feel guilty. But this is what the ego mind does to us. Right. And we have the power, like you said, we have the power to choose that way of thinking, the ego mind, or another more healthy way of thinking, which is choosing the loving presence, choosing different way. This is not needed. Yeah. Do you think you still need to blame yourself? No, it's not. It's not needed because I have done not done anything wrong, but I have to learn to stop and switch sooner. Mm. You know, to yeah, yeah, to be more aware. Yeah, that's the tool. The tool is to stop and switch to the loving presence as our teacher, and then everything. Once that's done, everything starts to flow in the most unexpected ways. So, how do you feel at this moment, Monique? Well, it has only been blessing after that. I mean, just recently, that partner is inviting me to do the project together in her house. And there's another person that has done the project before that is going to help us. And the instructor oh. is, is like giving us some tools to work the, the project. <laughs> I mean, it's like everything, like, like, like cascade of blessing. So, yeah, that's amazing. Stress is gone. And guess what? The back pain is gone. Oh, my God. I love these stories. <laughs> you know, when I look at this story now, I almost feel embarrassed. I said, oh, no, what did I do to myself to put myself in such a stressful situation? Oh, well, this was such a great lesson, Monique. Thank you for showing us what happens when we decide to let go of the ego and for giving us that sense of what it feels like right before we do. So can you relate to Monique's story? If so, and if you wish, send us an email about your experiences, especially if you're still struggling with it. Our email is youcanundoittoo at gmail.com. That's all the words spelled out in lowercase. You can undo it too at gmail.com. Yeah, so thank you very much, Kate. And we have some surprise in the future. We are not so sure if it's going to be soon or a little bit later, but our next episode might be something titled like God, Sex, and Current Events. What about that? (laughs) Or it might be titled Sex, God and current events. Monique and I haven't ironed that where to put the sex part. Right. Stay tuned. We'll see you next month. See you next month. And remember, life is just a dream. Wake up with us. Thanks to our sound engineer, Pat Kicklighter, and our program coordinator, Rachel Wortham, at Resonant Recordings. Special thanks to Adam Risby for going first, making mistakes, sharing the knowledge. (laughs) 